0: Hey, everyone. It's time once again for the Pop Culture Workshop. I'm Kevin Hart. I'm Mike Winmacher, and it is a big week for streaming. It is. Very big week. We
1: start first with Marvel Cinematic Universe. They have their latest on Disney+, Plus, She-Hulk Attorney at Law. Yeah. And from what I gather, now, I had read some reports, shocking to no one. Early on, it had been a victim of the review bombing that individuals are like, oh, you're shoehorning in your social issues and blah, 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 Mm blah. But from reading actual reviews, once again, whether you hate Marvel, love Marvel, you have to give them credit for continuing to find different ways to present their product. Mm -hmm. And this one is the most... Kind of sitcom I don't want to say was sitcom, about to say but it's very sitcom. It looks, it
0: looks so like absolutely like look, everything's humorous. You know, whatever. Let's let's just go with it.
1: And talking with uh, Eric Davis uh, from Fandango, you can hear the entire interview if you turn in tune into Let's Talk Arts and Entertainment Saturdays at eight AM here yep. on WMAY. What he was saying was that. It's very, he, he said it's kind of he's heard someone say it's like Ali McBeal because he's seen four episodes. The, the, the screener's got four episodes. Mm-hmm. He said it's very much like Ali McBeal, kind of. But also, it's interesting in that there, while it's light on action, it has so many cameos and so many mid-credit scenes. So it's almost like trying to super serve what Marvel fans want the most. <laughs> and at the same token, following the story arc of She-Hulk herself, who all of a sudden finds out that people just like her when she's the Hulk. So she wants to give them more of what she feels they really want. So it's kind of like working so on two different le- yeah, levels for, for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm, I, I'm really interested to check it out, interested to see where they take the story he also mentioned he's never laughed as much as he's had in at, at a Marvel series oh, thus far good. on Disney Plus than on this one. Uh, they break the fourth wall. They're apparently a throwaway line at one point where She-Hulk actually talks about how much people are going to make fun of the show on Twitter because of a certain thing that happens. So it's very self-reverential, and it's the first time we've kind of seen that from the Mar- from the MCU.
0: Yeah, no, it's really cool that they're doing that, and it's nice— I know we both, you know, love the Marvel movies, but it's it sounds like it's just a very like like this well-written, you know, court drama. That's also really funny. And it doesn't have to have a CGI explosion sky, you know, drop fight where buildings are destroyed. It it can just be funny and it can just be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And
1: it'd be interesting to see with the cameos of, you know, different ones. She eventually becomes like an attorney at a place for supervillains. So what villains have we seen before that are going to show up? What are some still to come that may show up? Will some be treated with reverence? Some be treated as kind of just the joke that they are in the actual comic world? So I'm I'm excited to see it. It's a nine-episode series, and it starts this week. I'm very looking forward to checking that out. Also, starting this week... Not one I'm going to check out because I never watched Game of Thrones. Yeah. Even though I, I have HBO Max, I've not gone back to watch Game of Thrones, or as my friend called it, Dragon and Titties. That's yeah. uh, this, <laughs> this now, the prequel, House of the Dragon, s- airs Sunday night. And it'll be interesting to see. This was a lot of money put into this thing. We know what HBO Max now with the merger is doing as far as, in, as far as cutting costs. It
0: better get views, better be because good.
1: we never not we may not see any more Game of Thrones stuff if it doesn't.
0: Yeah, that could be the uh, could be the swan song for a while. <laughs>
1: and like I said, I have not seen it. It the effects. I don't know. I imagine since it's a prequel, a working knowledge of Game of Thrones would help you enjoy it more. But as a prequel, you can go in probably. And not have to have all that knowledge and still maybe enjoy it. Yeah, uh, it's coming out before a Lord of the Rings prequel show that's coming out on Amazon Prime. I going to say very yeah. soon. So, and if you watch the trailers that are both airing on TV right now, it is very hard to differentiate was, between what's ha- what is Game of Thrones and what is Lord of the Rings when you watch that trailer until it pops at the end.
0: Well, you were when you were just starting to talk about the. Um uh, Game of Thrones trailer, in my mind I really was thinking I was like, yeah, Lord of the Rings. I was like, wait was it wasn't, weren't they doing Lord of the Rings? Weren't they doing a prequel to that? And yes, they are. And it's at the same time. Yeah, and you're it's right. Like, it's the same like exact thing in the trailers. Yeah. Almost.
1: Yeah, it's very hard to delineate between the two. So if you're fans of that kind of fantasy realm type stuff, it is your type of fall because you got two big shows coming your way. Also coming out later this fall, the trailer dropped this week for Wednesday.
0: Yeah. The
1: Tim Burton take on the Adams family. Tim Burton comes to Netflix and I heard someone describe it. Now, the trailer to me looked really good. Uh, yeah. Uh, there was some, it very much had the earmarks of what you would expect from Tim Burton. There's a wonderful, uh, I don't If have you watched the trailer, Kev? Yeah. Uh, the, I love the, the wonderful line when she's holding the bags full of piranhas, saying the only person that gets to you know make fun of my brother is me, and then drops piranhas into a swimming pool, like great visual, great scene, <laughs> and that's the type of tone. I know a lot of people are going uh, saying, "Oh, Luis Guzmán does not look good as
0: Gomez." Uh, Gomez
1: Adams. Yes, I was thinking of.
0: He looks like the drawing. I mean, yeah, he, ma- he looks so good as Gomez Adams, and I it think.
1: looks like he uh, and Rosetta Jones have a good rapport yeah that you would want from you know Morticia and, and Gomez yeah. so i'm looking forward to it and i think the biggest draw that brought tim burton in was this allows him to really kind of expand upon his view of things and someone described it as an 8 hour tim burton movie
0: well that, you know what that's pretty good if you like tim burton because he because <laughs> you know what he I have my problems with the Sweeney Todd movie, but visually he was like the best person to do that because yes. it was so gothic and so, you know, bloody and and weird looking. So his his style is great, I think, and it would be definitely. I I it was weird to me. He hasn't done anything Adam's Family until this. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think he would have?
1: So that's coming into Netflix in the fall. Also Netflix in the fall. We've talked about. Before, but it needs to be talked about again. The Rob Zombie version of the (sighs) monsters has just released. You can listen to it for yourself. I have not listened as of yet, but apparently Herman and Lily have released their version of "I Got You, Babe." So you're going to see them singing that song in the Rob Zombie version of the monsters, and you can hear the audio of it right now online of Herman. (laughs) And Lily, did singing, they release I it?
0: They release it on Napster because no one else would. I, I mean, I
1: could if you if you want to. I don't know if we'll get we'll probably get copied. You know, you know, it's so, okay. You, know, you, you can, know, can save your I mean, phone battery. It's okay, all right, I was say I can stream it for our no, listeners okay. right now. You know what? Okay.
0: They can look it up if they want to. It's okay.
1: Uh, something a little bit more cheery. We'll talk to more talk about more in depth as it gets closer to the release date. But I did see the trailer too this week of season five. Believe it or not, season five of Cobra Kai.
0: I thought they were only on season three. That's season five of
1: Cobra Kai is coming out. And if you are a big Karate Kid fan, this one's a deep cut because they bring back the bad guy from Karate Kid 3, the movie mm. Karate Kid 3. Oh, yeah. Which universally panned as one of the worst sequels ever, right? They even had to be like, now we just need to go to the next Karate Kid with Hilary Swank. They're like, yeah. We don't even want to mind that th- anymore. <laughs> and so that bad guy is back. But I, that's the beauty of the show, right? I, I've just started to kind of watch it a little bit. But the beauty of the show, from watching trailers and subsequent, you know, people who I've talked to that are big fans of the show, is the way they've interwoven characters you grow up with from the first couple of three installments, and add upon that mythology. Yeah, which in this one, it's like the bad guy from number two, uh, Johnny Lawrence, Danny LaRusso, have to all band together to go against the bad guy. So. I like how they expand upon that universe that was set up so many years ago in the Karate Kid film franchise.
0: Yeah, because it would be so easy to just do what they did in 2010 when they remade the Karate Kid with oh, Jaden yeah. Smith, don't and even, oh, Jackie that, Chan.
1: That doesn't. That doesn't. In, in my mind, that never exists.
0: That was such a weird movie. I, I think I saw it on TV or something, and I'm just, I'm just like, I'd, I'd rather just watch the original Karate Kid. I don't yeah. even know what the purpose of this is, other than to, I don't know, hold on to the rights.
1: Possibly. I don't know. I, I've never watched it. I refuse. I'm a karate kid purist. It's Danny La Russa and the All-Valley Karate Championship yeah, it's, uh, all the way. It's, it's
0: not a good movie. You're not missing anything.
1: <laughs> and finally, here in the Pop Culture w- Workshop, cap.
0: Well, no, you have something for streaming.
1: Before we jump ahead to what comes out in theaters this week, you watched something interesting on streaming. I,
0: I did, and it's not the most uplifting thing ever. It's uh, Kamal Bell's uh, docuseries, uh, We Need to Talk About Bill Cosby. Ah. Four-part series. They put all of the episodes on YouTube for free, so you actually can go watch it. I believe it's HBO Max that mm-hmm. it was on initially. Yeah. But and so this came out maybe two weeks ago. I watched it. Uh, it's very tough because uh, you know the the accusations lobbied against Cosby are serious, and yes. he was. It's, I'm not oh, spoiling. Yeah, I'm not spoiling anything by saying he's in a deposition saying he bought quaaludes for the sole purpose of drugging women and Ugh. everything like went on there. And some of the women who accuse him, you know, basically just tell their firsthand stories of what happened. And there's fifty of them. Wow. So it's I mean it's and there's part of it. A very good chunk of that first episode is spent on Bill Cosby's early, like, like they show, like, black and white footage of him on the Ed Sullivan show doing stand-up, like, the beginnings of his career, and, you know, this big impact he had, of course, they talk about oh, the Cosby yeah. show. Um, Fat Albert. Fat picture Albert. Pages. Picture pages. They talk a lot of... Uh, both of those and i think there's a whole episode dedicated to the cosby show because i mean i i watched that show on reruns all the time growing i up. watched we it live loved, growing up we yeah. loved the cosby show in my household but um and, and you know for me you know bill cosby came here to springfield when i was in college uh and i was really upset because i didn't go to a lot of concerts i didn't even. I, didn't think I ever went to any stand-up comedians. But I was, like, so mad. I was like, man, I wanted to see Bill Cosby live because, you know, I know he's getting old and all this stuff. But, yeah, then they talk about Hannibal Burris, you know, yep. making that, that joke. And and that was actually when I was in college, too, was when that happened uh, and all that broke. So, it's, you know, they, they talk about his legacy, how important he was to black America, but also how important he was to America as a whole because everybody loved Bill yeah, Cosby. Yes, they did, yeah. Everybody. Everybody. Uh, and so they do a good job of painting that picture and showing you all the good you know memories of him and then of course they have all the all, you know, all the testimony from all the women and it's uh, it's tough to sit through but
1: I'm sure it's uh, but enlightening as well I'm enlighten- sure
0: enlightening it's very enlightening and and, and, and Camille based, Bell does a really good he, job he with does. this stuff. Oh my god, does. yeah, it's
1: great. So. Speaking of documentaries that are streaming, I this past weekend watched the Woodstock 99 on Netflix. Oh, I had yeah. already watched the HBO Max one that had come out previously. I watched the Netflix one as well. I have to say for me personally, I enjoyed the HBO Max one better. Yeah, The Netflix ones had different people they interviewed, and I think some of the things I found interesting that, uh, with the Netflix ones was the more production side, like the young people that were kind of duped into – what this utopia that they thought they were promoting and yeah. what it turned out to be with the cost cutting and everything else um but i preferred the hbo max one of both were very enlightening and kind of an interesting look back on that particular time frame and especially putting it to where we are now mm. you know those the young people you know the 20 year olds then are now the 40-somethings and stuff now kind of shaping. So it, it's an interesting kind of sociologically uh, thing to watch uh, for both of them and, and just kind of how your probably thoughts of it was like, well, that seemed like a successful event, except for the last day there were the fires. It, it was not that. No. It, it definitely kind of le- gives you a look behind the curtain
0: uh, to some things that
1: weren't really reported about back then.
0: No, and they they would go out to – because you would, you would read – Well, I mean, like, like, let me rephrase this. Watching the documentary, uh, you you see, and I'm sure it's the the similar in the HBO Max one is that you would see the interview well you would you would see all the interviews with them and all the things that went wrong and you said we ran out of this and people were fighting and there was these sexual assaults. They cut to the press conference, Well there's one or two people that were not you know Yeah, doing right, great. yeah, exactly. But A couple of knuckleheads. Yeah. And it's just like, Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. And did you see my man, the like the worst the the worst of the worst. Oh yeah. When he was like, Well, you know, one or two your rapes are gonna happen with all these people I mean
1: He's even worse than the HBO Max
0: one. Oh, great! So, yeah, oh, my blood pressure even. <laughs> yeah, so I, <laughs> I, I need to watch that one. Yeah,
1: definitely check both of those out. Uh, and so finally, in theaters this weekend is a movie called Beast. Okay. It's got Idris Elba, and basically, it's it seems to me like Cujo on the savannah. Okay. Uh, the story is Idris Elba takes his takes his daughters that he has a strained relationship with. Uh, I think the mom just passed away. They go over to uh, Africa to meet a friend of his, and they get trapped in an area with a rogue lion that's been killing people. And they have, you know, no background, and they're city dwellers. They have no background in, in surviving. And how do they survive? How how are they able to outwit this lion within, you know, its own um, atmosphere, that kind of thing, its own environment? I guess I should say. It seems like, from what Eric Davis said, it starts with an action sequence and kind of just takes that. It's, it's lean. It's only 90 minutes, so you yeah. you, you would like that. And it, it's Idris Elba. He's always, he's oh, always yeah. very good in whatever he does. Apparently, the visual effects are outstanding. You would not think that the lions actually weren't there. So, for me, it sounds like something I, – I don't know if I go out to the theater to see it. I'll probably watch it at home, and I know for damn sure it's going to be more enjoyable than Ghost in the Darkness was. Yeah, yeah. That was a long slog of a It's movie.
0: probably better than Cujo. T- sounds yeah, like yeah. Sounds better than Cujo.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you only can make a Saint Bernard look s- so scary. A lion's is a little bit different. My
0: favorite. My dad always said his favorite view of Cujo right when it came out. Uh, you know, It was a big newspaper headline, and it just said, Cujo is a dog. <laughs> well played. Yeah. Well
1: played, ladies and gentlemen. So I don't know if it's going to be a beast at the box office. See what <laughs> I mean right there? But it's there for your viewing if you would care to enjoy it. Go watch Idris
0: Elba fight a bear. Or a lion, I mean.
1: And Top Gun Maverick still in theaters, but also coming to home digital on Tuesday, August 23rd. Biggest movie of the summer comes out uh I still have not watched it, but now you have an opportunity to watch it in your own home. yeah Coming out on August twenty
0: third. Since Top Gun was one of those first uh VHS releases that was, you know, kind of cheap and mass marketed because it had the Pepsi, they should put it out on VHS tape and see how many people would buy it.
1: They you know what you'd be surprised how many Oh people, people would will. buy
0: oh, I would buy it on VHS. Be Heck awesome. yeah,
1: exactly. Have a matching set. So. It looked
0: terrible but I'd watch it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey now? yeah, it hasn't come that far. No, it I was that far.
0: Uh, no, I was gonna say because th- th- thats another thing about VHS tape collecting is getting big now, and I mean, I have VHS tapes. A lot of them I like to display, but it's like, is it's it's like 480p quality, right, guys? Yeah. I mean, we we watched it because we had them. That was it. exactly because we had to DVDs and Blu-rays are in infinitely better in every way
1: agreed my friend agreed so always fun yes Uh, and definitely a lot to check out this week in streaming and in the theater and we appreciate everyone listening in